Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. And today we're talking about streaming and some streaming best practices. And I hope that you caught uh, my previous interview with Mike Warner, who is a little bit of a, a, a DSP guru. Um, and I really enjoyed this Industry Insider episode that we did. And, we, and we've had him on the show before, but it was very important to, to kind of catch up and to see what has changed. And, and he's just a wealth of best practices. And I think that's what's really interesting about streaming. And, and, and some of the labels on our show don't, uh, in our community, don't care about streaming or they don't pursue streaming. And that's fine. That's totally, um, you know, I get it. I honestly really get it. But, um, and and we're going to talk about some things that we can do to improve our chances at, at being successful on streaming platforms. It is quite ubiquitous at, at the time of recording. It is, um, a big way that, that fans consume music. And sometimes I have a year where, um, my the revenue from my record label comes more from physical media from Bandcamp and even digital download sales on Bandcamp and other times where um, the bulk of the revenue comes from streaming and, and in a normal year it's it's somewhere in the middle um, around 50 50 and so it is a part of of my label and even as a, a music fan I buy a ton of vinyl I buy tapes and I might start buying CDs again, and I go to shows occasionally when I can. Um, but I also have subscriptions to the DSPs because it's super convenient. And so um, remember, as we talk about best practices, and I love this interview we did with Mike because it was so helpful. Um, and, and I think I'm going to put together a, a little webpage of, of all of our the stuff that we're talking about. Go to otherrecordlabels.com slash streaming otherrecordlabels.com slash streaming. And I'll put my interview with Mike there and I'll put all of the resources we have for the streaming platforms at otherrecordlabels.com slash streaming. I love my interview with him because it was it was really interesting to find out that success in streaming isn't, isn't paying a service or isn't knowing an individual who works at Spotify or um, having a certain distributor to do all the work for you. But success comes from lots of little things. And that's what we talk about in uh, on this show all the time. And we talk about it in our marketing course is that success comes from doing lots of little things right. And so best practices is a big a part of that, but it doesn't always lead to success. And like I said as well, and I'm very aware of this, is that streaming platforms are just one piece of the very large pie. And for your multiple revenue streams, which we've talked about in the past, for your multiple revenue stream model, uh, it might be a very small piece of the pie. For other people, it might be almost the whole pie. Number one best practice is to be attentive to the details. And so we want to make sure that when we are submitting our music to um, uh, to the, the streaming platforms, that we're filling in all of the forms and doing all the things that the platforms tell us to do. And the reason is, is because um, they, the platforms find this to be important. And for some reason it's important to them. Uh, and it may not look important to us. And a lot of record labels and a lot of independent artists will just upload our music to streaming, but we won't really, um, fill in the bio section or add photos. And I have this great story and I've shared this on a course and I've shared this, um, on, I think on, on the podcast before. Um, but one day I got this email when I was coming out with a record a, a couple of years ago, I got this email from someone at Spotify. And she said, um, can you send me a high-res press photo because we're going to use it for a cover photo on an official playlist? 
And I was like, okay, yeah, hundred percent. So I sent them a photo. I was super grateful. And then she responded and said, thanks. And then she said, this isn't a humble brag, by the way, this is, there's a, a valuable lesson in here. Um, and it was a valuable lesson for me. She responded back to me and said, great, thanks. In the future, make sure you upload your high-res press photos to your artist page in the about section so that we don't have to reach out to you in case we ever want to use a photo of you or one of your artists for a playlist cover. So you can bet now that any artist I work with and any time that I'm releasing music, I will put a high-res photo in, make sure there's plenty for them to, to choose. And they've never, they've never reached and grabbed one before, but that was a good valuable lesson to think, why would I upload a photo to Spotify? People are just going to come and listen to my music. What does it matter if I have a collection of, of high res photos in the about section? Why does it even matter if I have a bio, but it's, we realize it is important. There are things that we may not think about. And so this was a perfect case of why I should have had a photo and why you should have a photo in there. Same thing with like an artist pick. If you go to Spotify, there's a section on artist pick. And in Mike's book, he actually talk about the fact that, um, that there's rumors that Spotify and this whole episode is kind of based on rumors uh, and, and it's like how to get lucky at the, the casino, but um, and that there's rumors that Spotify actually noticed the artist pick. And if you pick one of their playlists, you maybe more, they're more favorable to you. I don't know. But anyway, um, it, it's important to, to use that section, the artist pick section where, and you can, it, you, you have to update it every two weeks, I think. Have the other artists on your label use their artist pick to to promote the 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 label's newest release that comes out, or um, have the artists on your label always use uh, the label's playlist if they don't have a new release coming out, or just encourage your artists to make sure that they're using that artist pick. It shows that you're active. The same thing with the bio. There's a great link section, and and right now mostly I'm talking about Spotify because um, that is really where the bulk of the, these listeners are. Um, but to, to make sure you use that, um, the link section, cause you, that fans can click from discovering you on a playlist or discovering you on Spotify and they can click over to follow the artist on Instagram or on Twitter. That happens all the time. And it's really important that we fill out those things. We're talking about best practices here. And, and number one is being attentive to details. And it's very simple. All we have to do is just fill out the things that they're already providing us. You know, uh, another little story I have for you is, is a couple years ago, back in 2019, I, I had a friend over in the studio and we were working on a track that day. And he got this email from Spotify that they wanted him to beta test this Canvas program that they were trying out. And I didn't understand it. And today, as I record this in 2022, they're becoming a little bit more popular, but I still don't understand it. I don't understand why putting like a 15 second loop is important. And, and I, as a fan, don't care. I think it's ridiculous. But for some reason, Spotify put a lot of money into this feature and they've done their studies and they have reasons to believe that it retains listeners or it provides value. I don't know. I don't know why. But what I do know is that it was in beta testing two or three years ago. And so it obviously is important to them. And I think that's something to keep in mind is that some of these features like Canvas on Spotify or like the artist pick or photos or bios or any of the other uh, features that the DSPs give you, even on Bandcamp, we had this conversation on Bandcamp where 
when I was interviewing uh, the, the the editorial and marketing guy at Bandcamp, he was saying how it's important to add photos of your um, your physical package and to fill in the the genre details and a little bit about the album because that helps um, the the fans connect with your album and they're more likely to make a purchase and it's they're more likely on the editorial team to share that. So there's all these times where we have the opportunity to just fill in where's the artist from. What was the inspiration behind this album? What genres? Who do they sound like? Add some photos. What are their links? There's all these opportunities on various platforms to do this. And sometimes the artists or we as record labels can be a little lazy and, and fail to do that. And, and it can have some negative consequences. And so it's really important that we do some of these uh, best practices. And there's one more thing I'll say on that. What's really important is that uh, it seems to be that that platforms like Spotify are moving away from the human curation element, kind of like Netflix. Uh, And so um, it seems that some of our best practice would be to fill out a lot of this information, to submit the songs uh, ahead of time and and pitch it um, through Spotify for artists and make sure it's tagged properly. Because that could help us get on platforms uh, on 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 features like radio and Discover Weekly. Um, those those are all things we talked about in my in my interview with with Mike Warner about streaming. Number two is to be organized, and that's kind of what we've been talking about this whole time. Is but sign up for the artist pages, and not just on Spotify. I know a lot of you do that, but you can also do it on Apple Music. I think you can do it on Pandora, which is huge, and you can do it on Amazon now. They have it, and one other. Maybe it was Title that just came out with something new. So make sure you go through all of those. If you're a record label, help your artists go through all of those and sign up. Keep your profiles up to date. Also use the same profile picture and bio and new release information across all of the platforms. And so make sure if a, if a fan goes to your Twitter or your Instagram or your Spotify page or your Apple Music page, that it's using the same profile picture so that they recognize the artist and they know they're in the right spot. There's that branding consistency that's really important. Upload your tracks early. That's a big thing about being organized. On Spotify, if you want to have success with having a chance to get on a playlist, and the same thing with Bandcamp Editorial, they require quite a few months in it in advance. But but for singles on Spotify, you want to be, I like to be four to six weeks. That's That's my ideal thing. I don't know if that's right or wrong. Um, I think the most you can get away with uh, is two weeks, but I, I like to be four to six weeks for singles. Uh, and then make sure you're pitching um, to editors. I think I just heard of a new platform. Is it Amazon or Title? Somebody is now allow, uh, letting you pitch to their editors. Maybe it's YouTube. I can't remember. But anyway, make sure you do that on all the platforms. And the final thing, uh, best practices for streaming is to be human. Playlists um, that you actually enjoy should be featured on your profile. You should be active on the on the platforms. You should be always learning. You should be sharing music with your friends in real life. Um, you should be sharing music that you love by other artists or artists that are on your label um, on on Twitter and on Instagram and and create a playlist, a real playlist that you update regularly. Um, use the platform. Uh, stay away from any of those um, get rich quick schemes like payola and and paying to get on streaming platforms we talked about this in our episode that that can actually get you banned and 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 it it's very 
not good. Um, and so be human. It's really important to just use the platform like a human being to share great music and to tell people about your music to whenever you're featured on someone's playlist, whether it's an official editorial playlist or it's a third party playlist, make sure you, um, make sure you tweet about it or, or tweet, say thank you to the, um, to the person who shared it. And uh, all of those things can go a long way. I, I really just want success for you on, on streaming. I know, like I said, if it's a, for you, it, it is just one of the small slivers in the big pie, or maybe it's the entire pie for you. For me, it's half the pie some years, some years it's 75% of the pie. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to be neutral about this whole thing. I know there are, that, that, that Spotify is problematic. I know that streaming isn't necessarily ideal, but I know that for some artists it's create, uh, it, it has created a great living for them. And so trying to kind of approach this in a, a neutral standpoint, but I think the best thing that we can do is make sure that we're following best practices when it comes to Spotify by being attentive to the details, being organized, and then just being human on the platforms. I hope you found this helpful. Go to otherrecordlabels.com slash streaming for all of my tools and resources and tips and everything I've curated on the subject of streaming. 